This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Everybody, welcome back to Active Quest episode 69. Nice. <laughs> nice. I'm one of your hosts, Joseph Yaden. Joining me today is the ever British Mr. Chris Penwell. Hello, Chris. Why, hello there, good good sir. Good lad. Did you good say sir. lad? Is lad a thing? We can we kinda say lad. We say uh, bloke. We say bloke, um, yes. Yeah. Uh, speaking of bloke, we have another bloke with us today, Mr. Josh Nichols. Hello, Josh. Hello. How are you? <laughs> Did you die, Josh? No. Can you hear me? I'm here. Oh, okay. Hello. Sorry. I think oh. I was having trouble hearing you, but I can hear you now. Hello. Usually people hey, have the opposite complaint. They're like, oh, I can hear you. <laughs> I can hear you. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and seeing as how today is a nice episode we have a, a little guest with us today we have with us luis alamilla hello luis how's it going hello. i'm uh, i'm the nice one you're the nice one yeah and so you may have re- you may recognize his work from youtube you do a lot of youtube videos uh and you're a journalist just like pretty much all of us here uh so you know you're a big nintendo fan as all of us are here as well i am and a fan of the plumber yes the nintendo yeah <laughs> And uh, yeah, we want to thank you for coming on the show. We're going to talk about some video games today. Uh, hopefully, hopefully we're all prepared for some video game talk. Uh, and yeah, it's really cool. Um, so we don't normally have guests on the show, but I think we're going to start doing that a little bit more. And what better way to get that ball rolling with uh, with a guest like you, Luis? So Luis, um, just sort of, you know, at the top of the show, uh, why don't you tell us what your favorite game is or maybe your favorite game right now that you're playing? uh wow that was really off the cuff let me think uh, <laughs> <laughs> like oh i didn't know i was getting this question right away keeping uh, you on your toes i gotta keep you on your toes Luis. i'm just name some favorites of mine uh mario galaxy last Never yeah tetris effect uh portal okay. 2 let's okay so that. so let's just cancel the whole show and do an episode <laughs> about tetris effect right now let's just do it that would be good I'm very down i love tetris effect have you played it in vr yes I just, just got the, like, I just got the Oculus version this week. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. That, I bet that's really great. So you have an Oculus. Have you played Alex at all? No, I got the code. I don't have an Oculus. Oh, okay. Okay, gotcha. Uh, I see what you're saying. Well, that's really cool. I love Tetris Effect. I've been playing a little bit of Tetris 99 myself, and I'm horrible at it. I'm just mm. hot 
garbage. So maybe you can teach me how to play Tetris properly. I'll, I'll show you all the skills, all the strategies. <laughs> uh, and the, the one other thing I wanted to get into as well, you posted a picture on Twitter recently of a dish you had. And I don't know what it was, but it just looked amazing. And it looked spicy. Do you remember what that dish was? Uh, was it looked, did it have beans and rice in it? Yeah, I think it might have been steak and beans and rice or something. Any whatever oh, it was, it was it was, just, a, it was fish. Oh, was it fish? Okay, well, yeah. we're. I mean, I gotta get me some of that. I don't know it's if you a, can. It's fried tilapia. Ah, well, it looked it looked awesome. Um, so this week has been very eventful with the video game news, and there's just there's just too much. Like we had to cut stuff. <laughs> Uh, we're going to have to breeze through some stuff we maybe normally might uh, spend a little bit more time on. Um, the big story of the week, of course, was Unreal Engine 5 got revealed. And so we got to see some sort of like tech demo for that. And we'll, we'll have a pretty deep discussion on that. The other thing that we also got a closer look at was uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Or Tsushima. Am I saying that right? Tsushima. Is that perfect? Okay. Uh, so we got to see some more gameplay of that. And we'll dive into more discussions there. Uh, but just, I, I mean, there's so much stuff. There are a couple sales going on. Uh, Sony posted new hardware sales. Ubisoft posted some sales as well, uh, like, you know, for units sold of a couple of their big titles. Uh, GTA is free on the Epic Game Store. I mean, there's just so many things. It's insane. Uh, Iron Man VR got a release date finally. So uh, uh, Tony Hawk, got uh, the remasters got uh, announced, which... They keep calling them remasters, but they look like remakes. Am I wrong? I yeah, think they I call them AAA the remasters. They look like they're made from the ground up, don't they? I mean, to me, they do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think so, I would argue a remaster is like just an upscale resolution. Right. Yeah, and they look a lot like they look modern, like totally like for PS4. Mm-hmm. They're doing that with Mafia too. That that looks way like way more than just a remaster. Right. So we'll get into that, and then we've got a listener question, and then we'll talk about what we've been playing as well. Um, so before we get into quick notes, everybody has, has everybody had a good week? Has everybody been washing their hands and drinking water? Of course. Of course. Oh, gotcha, speaking, of, yeah. <laughs> speaking of drinking things. Oh, there it is. Still rocking the orange. I've been, well, that's what I got too. Oh, you have orange? Okay, well, I'm giving you a virtual cheers. My uh, my favorite LaCroix are the, uh, the citrusy ones. Like, I like the berry and... You know, other ones too, but just the citrus ones are really tasty. Mm-hmm. Um, Luis, what are you rocking over there? You got anything carbonated? What do you have? God, I wish. It's just water. I really got the memo last second. <laughs> I am. Um, I've got water too. Let's, let's do a virtual cheers. <laughs> we, we told Luis, we said, hey, by the way, like last minute, if you don't have a LaCroix, you can't be on the show. Sorry. So- <laughs> Chris sometimes has Canadian drinks instead of LaCroix, though. Yeah. Oh, and we all have to. Ha- we all have to be on uh, Game Pass as well. We have to have Game Pass. That's the Xbox one. Game Pass. Dude, Game Xbox Pass is so good. Um, I want them to sponsor us. And, and Lacroix at the same time. Yeah. Um, cool. So let's. Uh, if you guys are ready, let's just do some quick notes here. We gotta be rapid fire with this because, like I said, there's a lot of stuff. Um, there's an anime sale for all you nerds out there on the eShop. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I like anime too. It's fine. Um, speaking of anime, you guys ever watch Cowboy Bebop? Yes, it's good. Fucking awesome. It's fucking I awesome. have not. You've never seen it? Have... Nope. Oh, I good. know the opening. Oh my god! Of course, oh, that opening. <laughs> okay. So again, let's just scrap the whole show and talk about that opening for an hour. <laughs> um, so you guys can check that out. There's a PS4 sale going on as well. A lot of it is like season passes and DLCs and stuff. 
Uh, and a, a lot of people have been playing Assassin's Creed Origins right now, and I think the season pass for that's on sale too. Um, what else? Evo Online. You guys, I'm sure, have seen the info about that. Uh, obviously, we covered a couple weeks ago that Evo, you know, the normal Evo wouldn't be happening for obvious reasons. The one thing, and correct me if I'm wrong about this, but uh, Smash isn't going to be there. Is that right? Nope. And it's no surprise. <laughs> it's no surprise. Because that online sucks. Okay. It's, it's awful to play with. <laughs> uh, Luis, I imagine you're a big Smash fan, right? Yes, I am a big fan of local multiplayer in that game. Local <laughs> That's the most positive way to spin that. I love it. That's good. So, so what do you make, Luis, what do you make of uh, Smash not being at EVO online? It makes sense. I mean, I feel like arguably that game is hit or miss in terms of online. If you have a solid connection both ways, it might work, you know. It's like really a, a coin flip. Uh, but arguably yeah. Evo is very wide, so I mean, it makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, any notable titles you guys see for, for I Yeah, I, I love the introduction of more indie games in the tournament like uh, mm-hmm. them's fighting herds and uh skullgirls i think that's awesome oh, yeah. they have ggpo connections which means that it will be far better than the other games on the list so yeah, uh, um, it just came out right like technically like out of yeah early yeah episode. it just came out i i did an interview of them on uh a sip read repeat so you can read that there but um yeah i'm ex- i'm excited for those indie developers who are finally getting you know some love at uh, a big event like this Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, all right, let's move on here. I just wanted to cover this because I'm a nerd and I like the uh, sales stats here. Uh, Ubisoft has six franchises and 11 titles that have sold 10 plus million units. Let's just run down them quickly. Assassin's Creed Unity, which I, I thought people hated that game. So it's kind of surprising. Well, but that's Assassin's got the Creed same Unity, thing the Zelda games Forge. have. Right. Uh, Assassin's Creed Origins, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Far Cry 4, Far Cry 5. Ghost Recon, Wildlands, Rainbow Six Siege, The Division 1 and 2, and both Watch Dogs. So, you know, I, I mean, I hear people complain about these games all the time, so I guess uh, they don't put their money... Their like money a year after outside. it comes out, people are like, no, this game's bad. And like five years later, people are like, hey, have you heard of Assassin's Creed Origins? It's really good. Right? Yeah, really But Origins was really good. I originally played it the first year it came out, and I loved it. But... Yeah. It was just a busy year, because I think that was the same year. Yeah. God of War came out, maybe? Or maybe I'm mistaken. Anyway. I think you're right. That was a busy year. Yeah, because uh, Wolfenstein uh, 2 came out. And that mm-hmm. yeah, that was why I didn't pick up Assassin's Creed, because I was playing Wolfenstein. You know? Yeah. Um, what else? What else? Oh, so you guys, I'm sure, have seen the that Switches have been uh, pretty scarce right now. Uh, as of the recording of this show, GameStop seems to have them in stock. So if you're on the lookout for a Switch, hit up GameStop. Maybe they'll have one. Um, okay, so let's move on now to the quick releases here. There's a lot to get through with this. And actually, some of the stories we're going to dive into a little bit more deeply. Um, GTA Five is free on the Epic Game Store, uh, which I'm sure everybody has seen that. But what was interesting is that it like totally crashed the Epic Game Store. Um, so I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, I know it was funny because like it, it was in such a disarray that I got the French version of Epic Game Store because I live in Canada. <laughs> so oh, it just blew up with that version. Yeah, <laughs> I saw I saw that happening to other people. Uh, Luis, are, do you use the Epic Game Store? Yeah, uh, you do. I'm, I don't really uh, care if it's like on Steam or, or EGS, but oh, okay, I have a few good. games on there. 
Yeah. See, I wish my computer can could run that. I my computer is a freaking potato. Like I can't oh. do anything with it. Yeah. I'm thinking of upgrading. Uh, Josh, any thoughts on GTA coming to the Epic Game Store? Oh, I think it's really really smart and great. And my favorite part about it is they uh, t- tied it. So you you had to have you you to get it. You have to have two factor authentication enabled, which some people were kind of complaining about that. But I mean, that's a really good thing. It saves them money because less people have their accounts hacked into. They don't have to, you know, do as many refunds and, you know, reverse mm. charges and stuff. And also people should just have that on their account. Like, you know, if a company offers it, then I think people should use it. And I think that's like kind of like the best deal in gaming. Like, hey, enable, you know, a more secure way of logging into your account. And we'll give you GTA 5. Like that's, <laughs> yeah, you know, pretty it, great. It, uh, it, the sale that they're doing right now is good too. And I just wanted to briefly say if you get the, once you get GTA 5, they'll give you your, uh, uh, off coupon and you can use it in anything that is $15 or more and there's a lot of stuff on sale right now so like I mean you could you know get games for really cheap if you know if you uh, you know combine those two things yeah that's a good point this is Uh, a huge deal as well because GTA 5 is always on the top selling list (laughs) on the PS4 or whatever yeah like like... I've never noticed that it's fucking (laughs) best selling game like every month how? How is that possible? I don't understand. I'm really shocked the online has not gone free to play and they just monetized it at this point. I'm surprised Same. they haven't. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> maybe next, maybe for next generation. I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? One thing it's the one thing that's also really cool about the oh sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah, my audio cut out. I was just gonna say one thing that was kind of cool too is they're doing. I don't know how long they're doing it, but GTA Five was like the surprise free game that that's in addition to the free games they're giving away already. So there's going to be another big free wow. surprise game next Thursday. And, like, people are just like, oh, my God, they started off with GTA Five, So, like, what's the next game going to be, you know? Every video game ever yeah. is going to be free. Pretty soon the <laughs> Epic Game Store will just be every game and it's free. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's move on here. Iron Man VR got a release date. It's coming out July 3rd. I'm kind of pumped for this. I don't normally like the superhero games, but it sounds like it's a perfect match, you know, VR and Iron Man. Uh, do, does anybody here have any thoughts on this? Like, will you guys be picking this up? What do you, what do you make of this game? I would get it I if it was coming PSVR, out. So I cannot pick it up. Mm. Why? Let petition petition f- uh, for all of us to donate or something to get Luis a PSVR. We can start a. a <laughs> I bought one at launch, <laughs> uh, but like, arguably, games didn't come out at launch for that until like a year or two afterward. So no, I, that's yeah. not that's not arguable. It. That's true. You're right. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> there, were, there were like hardly any games at launch. So what did you like trade it in or something? Uh, I think I traded it in for, uh, was it a 1X? Because I think a Pro came out, then VR, mm-hmm. and then a 1X came out. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, that so sounds I right. I, I traded in for something else, that's for sure. There's some really good games on the VR, like now. Yeah, like now, now there are, yeah. Right. Uh, look Chris, at Astrobot and this, I'm like, oh, oh my god. One. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Uh, Chris, I know you have a VR. Yes, I do. Will you be picking up Iron Man? I might because my VR is already gaining dust. So mm. <laughs> it's in its box. It's ready to be played. Um, yeah. But I do think Sony's shipping this out to die in a way. Yeah, I, I get that weird feeling, you know, because we ha- I haven't seen much advertising for this game. You don't really know yeah. what the gameplay is like. And they're releasing this, like, is it like a week or so before Ghost of Tsushima? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Seventeenth yeah. or something is when. Yeah, I mean it's basically yeah, it's really sandwiched strange. in between that and The Last of Us Part Two. I mean, 
Right. Yeah, I mean, is there a great time to release this game? Maybe that's not what the problem is. Maybe it's just the marketing. I would have waited for the holiday season so they could have just packaged this together with PlayStation VR headsets and then got the attention of people who like Marvel films. Maybe, but the thing is, is this holiday is going to be focused on PS5. So True. I just don't know that there's a great time to even do that. I don't know. I mean, there's... I'm not a market... Like, obviously, I'm not a businessman. I have no fucking idea. But it just seems like a weird time to release. I think they just shouldn't release it, it so close to a big game. Like, I think any other time would probably be... I don't know when, but I just mean, like, you know, not the same month as a giant AAA exclusive. Right. Um, and then the last thing uh, that got... Or the last, you know, thing we're just going to quickly mention is the Mafia Trilogy is coming to PS4, Xbox One, and PC. And... As we were discussing earlier, it pretty much seems like the 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 first two mafia games are getting like almost like redone is what I've gathered. Did you guys see the footage for these games? Yeah, it, it they look incredible. They look like brand new games. They look mm. really good. Mhm. What yeah, yeah did, what do you, what do you make of this, Luis? I mean, they look much more like remakes more than remasters. I would argue that remasters seem more like, hey, we're just bumping up the resolution because it's on a stronger console. But these are completely redone from the ground up, so I'm excited for that. I mean, these were the first two, at least, I think were universally critically acclaimed. And I'm right. sure a lot of people are going to be playing this for the first time. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, bummed to see no Switch port, though. Like, I don't yeah. know. I think I feel well. I don't know if they're redoing them. Then I guess I just kind of makes sense. Instead of putting guess, the remasters but, on the Switch, though, they could just like you know kind of port the original games to the Switch. Though at least that'd be kind of yeah. Cool. That's what I was thinking. Because hmm. they are doing the Bioshock collection this year or this uh, month, and uh, they did so Elaine Noir a few years or a year or two ago. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah they, they could definitely make it happen. And obviously, hmm. The Witcher somehow that sorcery. I don't know what yeah. that is, but it, <laughs> and it honestly like. That's my favorite way to play that game, and I know that's controversial to say that, but I just I put like 150 hours into that game on Switch, way more time than I put in on PS4. So like I'm fine with like it looking not as good. You know? Yeah, I mean even if you have PSC uh, PC on there, you can do cross save, and I mean that's like the perfect complementary system to PC. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, all right, so that's pretty much it for the quick stuff. Uh, if you guys are ready, why don't we get into some news here? Ready to go. All right. So, all right, let's talk. We got, there's a big, big story here. Um, pretty much all this week, uh, lots of influencers or, you know, people in the know or whatever were, were teasing something big. And what it was was uh, Unreal Engine 5 uh, was finally revealed, and we got to see this just, like, stunning gameplay. Well, was, I don't know if we could call it gameplay, but it was, like, in-engine, sort of like a tech, tech demo. demo. Well, it's playable. It's actually playable demo, though, um, they've, they've said. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, Did they come back and games, say that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it looked fantastic. Um, but, of course, you know, so the, the footage got re- revealed, and... And then everybody came in with their hot takes. You know, most people were like, hey, this looks amazing. I'm excited. Then people, oh, I'm not impressed. And then, you know, sort of arguments going back and forth. Um, I, yeah, I thought it looked stunning. Uh, I, I'm not like a tech savvy kind of guy. So I don't know like how <laughs> how intelligent of an, uh, of an assessment I can make with it because I'm just not. Technology is just not my thing. 
Um, l- let me toss it over to you, Chris. What? Give me your thoughts on this footage we saw. Looks, it looks absolutely stunning. Uh, for just the lighting system, the ray tracing, how how like cinematic like those textures are for the the rocks and all that and this desert desert landscape um i i was incre- i was really impressed by this and uh, i'm just shocked that people were like oh, this isn't impressive whatever i'd yeah. like what kind of leap were you thinking you know and yeah. I, I my my main thing right now and i did a big twit twitter <laughs> a big tweet about this like g- games don't need to be in 4k it's all about the art and the frame rates and the textures of these of these games, right? I, I don't mind if it's in 1080p, 60 frames per second. It's still gonna look beautiful. Yeah, I'm totally with you on that. And like, uh, you know, to your to your point with your tweet, like, like good graphics doesn't necessarily make a good game, right? And so it, I think it depends on art direction as well. Yeah, um, Luis, what? What, what did you make of this footage here? I'm curious to hear your thoughts as a, as a Nintendo fan. And, you know, the Nintendo games obviously are very stylized. So where does this fall in line with your opinion of that? I think it's good to see them continue to support uh, the Switch as a platform. I mean, obviously, I'm not expecting them to bring, like, next-gen visuals onto Switch. But I guess from an indie developer standpoint, you can expect more games like Snake Pass that came on Unreal 4 to come to Switch mm-hmm. and see that so like those next gen generation quote unquote uh, indie games come to Switch uh, even though it's like weaker hardware uh, but aside from yeah. Switch yeah, uh, as a that. platform yeah I mm-hmm. think the lighting system looks amazing the new uh, I believe it's called Lumen engine or the Lumen aspect of the engine right yeah and it's just like it, well when talking about Switch specifically uh, you know obviously we're never going to see anything like this on, on Switch or at least not the you know in the current version of the switch we know of but yeah i mean i think there's a lot to digest with this and i think it, it, you know you could just quickly look at this and go eh, it's fine but if you really like look at, like you know take a look at the like chris said the ray tracing the, the lighting the textures it's really impressive um josh give me your thoughts on the tech demo we got to see so the thing that i'm most excited about is with Unreal Engine 5 is there's there's a lot of things that are going to be a lot easier to do and I think that has the potential to make it so we can see more things that are like just a big wow you know like like graphical uh, moments because uh, uh, Epic always makes it so that I mean their engines are always really easy to use and so that like what I'm excited about is like we're going to be able to see a lot more uh, of of the things that we see in this trailer, these things will probably be a lot easier to do than um, you know with, without Unreal Engine five. Um, and it doesn't. It's not just that like oh, it's possible to do this in hardware. Beyond that, it's like Epic is going to is making it easier to do the things that you're seeing, and so it makes it easier for us to see these games get made uh, because of how much easier their engine is to use from you know for developers. At least you know I don't make games, but I've always read that Unreal's. Uh, or epics and real engines are always really you know easy to work with and that's why it's so appealing the other thing that i really like this isn't quite uh with unreal engine 5 it's more with 4 but i think it's because 5 is coming out um they're uh changing uh they made a change on unreal engine 4 where uh you don't epics royalties or whatever for you using the engine don't kick in until you uh, surpass a million dollars 
in sales. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so that's really cool because that's going to make it a lot easier for. I mean, <clears throat> you, me, and Chris, as long as we had the you know the computers that you know to run this stuff and everything, we could you know use Unreal Engine four and make a game, and we're able to co- come out uh, pretty ahead before we have to kind of you know pay the bill for using it, and that's that that's going to be fantastic for you know the indie scene. Um, as that's like one of my favorite parts about technology getting so much better is the the better these these AAA games are able to look and like they just look stunning of course but we're able to see we're able to see games get made that are like you know PS2 quality now you know or PS3 quality even where like you know a team of six people could make it you know the indie <laughs> games are also rising with the tide too as technology gets better yeah yeah that line is kind of erasing between indie and double a it really is yeah sometimes and it's because of stuff like this it's because everybody gives epic shit and i like i understand they they don't always do good things but like they have been a really great pillar for technology and gaming and and kind of influencing the direction of it with the technology ever i mean unreal engine's been popular since it's pretty much been an engine you know so they've really helped influence like you know gaming kind of going in the right direction and the right technology being, you know, accessible for everybody. Like, you know, for all, I know they do bad stuff, but they've done way more for gaming than they get credit for, I think. Yeah, and um, so the one thing I wanted to touch on as well with this is uh, the, I guess, the CEO of Epic. Um, Tim Sweeney. Tim yeah. yeah, 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 Tim Sweeney. Thank you, yeah. Um, so, you know, there was a discussion between him and Jeff Keighley and a couple other people, um, and I just want to read this quote here because I, I think this is really interesting. And like I said, I'm not technology savvy, so I don't really know how this is going to work, but uh, it's uh, fascinating nonetheless. Okay, here's this quote. Uh, quote, Sony has really done an awesome job of architecting a great system. The storage architecture on the PS5 is far ahead of anything you can buy on anything on PC for any amount of money right now. It's going to help drive future PCs. They're going to see this thing ship and say, oh, wow, uh, SSDs are going to need to catch up with this. So the idea that this machine, the PS5 specifically, is better than any PC right now is like kind of hard to believe. Like I don't. (laughs) <laughs> like and and if that's the case then how much is this thing gonna cost right like mm-hmm. um i don't know like uh, like all right let me throw it over to you luis luis yeah. are you are you like a, a in like a technology kind of guy like are you savvy with this sort of thing uh kind of i mean i, co- I covered technology right before i started doing video games on youtube okay and sort of the instance with this it makes me think a lot about like the ps3 era and the cell architecture Right. Uh, I mean, if you guys are familiar, like technically cell architecture was really powerful for the time, but it was hard for developers to use it because, uh, I mean, I think it's universally known that everyone knows that cell architecture was hard to work with, but not a lot of people understand why. And it was just because it's hard to work with the metal unless you were like a first party developer because you didn't know how that architecture worked from the Uh, get-go. And it seems like the PS5 architecture is sort of doing the same thing where it has that extra power, uh, but the architecture is still x86, so it's much more adaptable to, let's say, the any average developer who isn't a first-party uh, developer. Interesting. And so do you think uh, Sweeney's quote here that PS5 is far ahead of anything on PC, do you th- believe him? Like, do you think that's true? I just find that hard to believe. I feel like, I guess if you throw enough money and resources towards it, yes. Uh, but, you know, the SSD is just one aspect of the console itself. Uh, I think, if anything, it'll just, like, the bandwidth stream will 
definitely let you access worlds uh, faster. So if you're speeding through an environment, that's going to be great for PS5. Uh, but it also depends, I guess, like what the GPU and the CPU is equipped with it. But I'm, as far as like the SSD being far ahead of anything else, I believe it. But I, it really ultimately matters what it's like being partnered up with. That's a great point. And since we don't know what that is yet, like we don't really know a whole lot about the machine, it's harder to imagine that it, that it is better than a PC right now because we just don't know what it is. So yeah, I think that's a fair point. Um, does everybody here plan on uh, getting a PS5 when it launches? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Totally. I'm getting yeah. both day one. I mean, you're at a point now where you're missing out on something and you either need to, you know, pick what you're going to miss out on and that, that's okay. Uh, or just get everything because I think every company is doing really cool shit now. Like, you know, there's, it's, right. it's much harder to skip out. Uh, I think the PS2, Xbox, GameCube generation was the last generation where it was easy to be like, well, I'm into this stuff, so I'm buying this system, you know, but... 360 ps3 and we like an on it's been like well i need to get everything because they're all doing you know really different stuff sometimes yeah yeah, yeah we'll see if xbox can catch up for this generation i don't think their first party output has been that amazing so to see what they can do well, for july series x july is so. coming uh phil we'll spencer said so they got <laughs> they've got 15 developers they're all working on stuff mm-hmm. so excited i hope we get banjo 3z i really want 3z so oh bad. All right, uh, let's move on here. I just wanted to quickly note that the PS4 hardware sales have reached a million, or sorry, 110 million units. Uh, and I mean, it's still in second place behind PS2, which is somewhere in like the 157 million range. Still crazy, like mm-hmm. absurd. Uh, it's, uh, it's one of the few systems that have surpassed a million. Um, and yeah, I think that's really uh, fascinating. I don't think it'll ever catch up to PS2 numbers, but I still think if it really gets good. a price drop, I'd say it it could. Um, a permanent price drop, I mean, not like a Black Friday kind of price drop, but like it gets dropped to like two forty nine or yeah. something crazy like that. Maybe that uh, that PS4 bundle what was it like a PS4 Slim with Spider Man for two hundred? I think. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Undercut the um, Switch. I think it'd be the other- great. The other thing, too, to, that's important to note is the PS2 was supported until, like, 2013, and it came it's out crazy. in 2000. So, like, it was I don't, a long generation. <laughs> I don't they were know. very successful uh, for a very long time with that system, so that's why it sold that well, probably. Right, yeah. So, I don't, I mean, the, the, the PS2 numbers are just insane. I did a, a, a console, like, best-selling consoles right up for Digital Trends recently, and just doing research on that and just seeing how well the PS2 sold is just absurd. But nonetheless, uh, congratulations to Sony for their sales with the PS4. Their um, marketing's been great, too. I think that's one reason their sales have done so good. They're really good at reaching people. with You know, like, their marketing's always really great. Yeah. It, well, at least when it comes to their sales figures, not <laughs> their marketing. Yeah, lately they've been kind of kind of Not recently. Yeah. yeah, but, like, most oh, of the everyone's gonna read. very good. <laughs> Right. Everyone's going to read uh, <laughs> Wired Magazine, right? <laughs> Dude, I probably watched their How to Play Used Games on PS4 video like once a month. That video was the funniest thing. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. How to share games on PS4. Yeah, he just turns around and stands it. Oh, my God. And it came out so quick. Like, dude, Sony did. They were, they were incredible. The PS4 launch is like one of the best console launches ever. It was incredible. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on here. I know we're going sort of rapid fire here, but there's a lot to get through. Uh, this came out of nowhere, and it like 
I'm honestly like shocked about this. Uh, the pa- new Paper Mario game is coming out. Paper Mario and the Origami King out July 17th, the same day as Ghosts of Tsushima. Um, and I really wanted to get Luis's take on this as a Nintendo fan. Uh, did you? What do you make of this new Nintendo? Or I'm sorry, this new uh, Paper Mario game. I think it's, I mean, the shadow drop itself, I think, is great because I think a few weeks ago, a lot of people were like hearing rumors that there's no direct in June. I think this goes to show, like, yeah, maybe there is no direct, but you don't really need a direct to, to bring out some news for Nintendo's platforms and services. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it also gives credence to, I mean, all those rumors that were like, hey, there's this big uh, anniversary plan for Mario where we're going to get remasters of Galaxy and Galaxy 2 and a bunch of other games. Bet you're excited about uh, that. Yeah, yeah. A, a new Paper Mario was part of that rumor, and here's a new Paper Mario. Yeah, and it's it's tough because with Paper Mario, like it's such a beloved franchise, but like the last couple entries have not been as well received, and so I think it's really important that this game is good uh, because, well, I mean, obviously you want your game to be good, but you know, it sort of like risks ruining the franchise in a way where it, another one comes out and it's sort of a dud. Mm-hmm. Um, did you, what, are you a fan of the Paper Mario series, Luis? Yeah, um, I played the two, I think the two ones that everyone's very critical of are, like, Sicker Star and Color Splash. Yep. But also, I was talking about this on Twitter with some friends that, like, I feel, I think arguably those are, like, the, the, like, the black sheep of the series where they change out the combat style. But, um, I also think, like, a lot of people that criticize those games also didn't play them as much. Um, for me personally, I always liked the Paper Mario series for its narrative because i think that's like the most unique thing about those games it's like hey we're nintendo and we're like self-commentating on the ridiculous the ridiculousness of mario as an ip right um and i think so that's funny. like the best part of those yeah <laughs> um and so i think the gameplay well the gameplay uh is cool and i like it uh i think it's like not the most important thing in that series for me uh but that, that could be different for someone else and i think that's kind of the reason why people look at sticker star and color splash in a different light is just because it changed that combat system uh but i don't think that ever like made it or broke it for me Hmm. and let's talk about the turnaround time on this because it is it's kind of interesting so uh color splash came out in 2016 came out like in the fall of 2016 Mm -hmm. and so this is coming out four years later uh in 2020 i i mean I think that's plenty of time, assuming they they started work on it like pretty much right away. I think that's plenty of time to make like a a really awesome Paper Mario game. Um, let's look. Let, let's see. When uh, off the top of your head, Luis, do you know when Sticker Star came out? I can check here. It's 2013, 2014. Yeah, let's. Check I think it. I was in high school when that came out, so I graduated high school <laughs> 2014. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, 2012 is when it came out. So 2012 mm-hmm. to 2016, that's four years. Yeah, that's about right. So, yeah. Um, uh, Josh, uh, what what's your take on this turnaround time in the new Paper Mario game? I want to hear your thoughts on it. The thing that excited me the most is I like what Nintendo's doing really well and when they're confident because it 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 just... <laughs> It it, it it really contributes to, I think, their energy and just, I don't know. I just think that they create really positive experiences for people. So I like I like when people like what they're making and stuff. And this announcement for me is just a really bold and confident one because, uh, not, not so much the announcement, sorry, but I meant the release date because it's like big Bowser energy because they're releasing <laughs> it the same day as Ghost of Tsushima. And the reason that I think that's really, like, cool is because they've done this before. Like, they released Majora's Mask the day the PS2 came out, 
Like, Nintendo just doesn't care. You know, they know that if they got a good game, they can release it when something big is happening. And, like, yeah, it might affect their sales a little bit, but, like, it'll still sell really well, you know, all things considered. And the reason I'm excited about that is because I think that this shows Nintendo's confident about this game. You know, yeah. I think that they're releasing it when a lot of other things are coming out. You know, we got The Last of Us, we got Ghost of Tsushima, we've got we've got a lot of things going on, and um, even games that like might have a similar audience, like the uh, this the, the SpongeBob uh, Sponge out of uh, fuck, what's it called? Uh, Rehydrated, whatever yeah. it's called. <laughs> That's coming out like this summer. I don't know. There's just a lot of stuff coming out, and the fact they're releasing it smack dab in the middle of all that just tells me this is going to be a really great game because. Yeah. I think otherwise they'd probably like, you know, Iron Man VR it, you know? <laughs> they'd, they'd Iron Man VR it. I love that. Uh, Chris, are you excited for the new Paper Mario game? Never really been into the Paper Mario series, but I know with the Switch, a lot of people are trying these franchises out for the first time. Like, for me, Animal Crossing, I've never played Animal Crossing before because I missed the GameCube generation. I didn't play it on the DS, so... Uh, or the 3DS, so it was the f- my first time with it, and I really enjoyed it. And I think Paper Mario will be pretty similar. I think it will attract new players who love RPGs, and I think it will attract people who are just starving for any kind of content on the Switch right now. Yeah, I'm. That's a day one buy for me. I'm excited. Mm. You know what else is a day one buy for me? Fucking Tony Hawk's Pro Skater yes! Remaster. Yes. <laughs> Let's Holy go. Shit. Dude, it's so crazy because, like, I think, like, the majority of its fan base doesn't care about skating, but we all agree that Tony Hawk is, like, amazing, right? Yeah, and I mean, as someone like... who's, who's played the first two, I don't know how to skate, and I love that series. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I never will skate. I, I don't have any interest in skating, but sign me up. Fucking, oh, man, I'm so fucking excited. Okay, so I just want to share a quick story about this. So, um, so back in the day, like a thousand years ago, before we had digital downloads and digital demos and stuff, we had demo discs. And I remember getting a demo disc for Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Well, maybe it was the first one. And it was it came from like a Pizza Hut box or something. Yeah, yeah I remember this. And, and it was the warehouse demo, which I'm sure you guys are all familiar with. Yes. And I, I, I don't know how much time I put into that, but I, my memory is that I put like a hundred hours into, into this demo. I've never, I like, I never actually like owned the full game. I just played this demo and that's my memory of it. And like, it's like one of my earliest gaming memories. So that shows how old I am. Um, and I'm just like, so, 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 so excited. Uh, let me toss it over to Josh. Josh, how excited are you about Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 Remaster? I am very excited. Uh, I kept wanting them to add Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2X to uh, backwards compatibility because that was on the original Xbox. And, like, it was kind of like Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 with, like, a, you know, some, like, little extras and stuff. And uh, I always wanted to be able to, you know, replay Tony Hawk really easily, but, like, a, you know, a good one. And uh, now we're getting, like, you know, remasters or, re- I mean, these look like remakes of, like, you know, two of the best, you know, games in the series. Like, I like three and four, too, but, like, this one, you know, these two are, I think, definitely my favorites. And I'm super excited. And the amount of care they're putting into it, like, just for example, like, I, I love this, and I'm glad that you told the story about the Warehouse demo disc. Um, because the, uh, if you pre-order this game, then uh, the pre-order thing you get is the Warehouse level as a demo. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not so it's, awesome. It's not available yet, but, like, the fact that they're doing that just shows how, like, you know, they're really aware of the series and how special it is for people, which uh, definitely wasn't what Activision was feeling like a couple of years ago. 
right. with with, yeah. <laughs> with the new one, the, the last one. So it's it makes me happy because this series was pretty much dead and gone as far as how it was treated, you know, in its future. And this yeah. like represents new life for it. I'm with you on that. Um, and I know we were talking about earlier uh, about the soundtrack for this. Uh, that's like one of the big factors, like why so many people relate to this. Um, so the soundtrack, I think, Chris, you mentioned that it's available on sound. Uh, what is it? Uh, Spotify now? Is that right? I think you can find all the tracks on Spotify um, because people make playlists of specific games. Uh, but the full soundtrack for uh, Pro Skater 1 and 2 Remaster is actually out now, so it's been revealed, so you can have a look at that. Um, cool. I, I, I can't wait to inject that scar into my veins, dude. My <laughs> God, I love that soundtrack so much. And yeah. uh, I, I remember um, playing Disney's Skate Adventure, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2, Dave Mira's BMX. You know, I, I love those games and I can't wait to play them again. Um, and I think Vicarious Visions, the, the developer of this, um, will nail it just because of what they've done with Spyro and how... Um, how um, intact the controls were and how like precise they were to the original game. So I, th- I think um, they did, we're in uh, for a good good trip here. They yeah. did Crash, not, a, not, okay. not Spyro. But uh, oh, yeah, oh, I, yeah, I completely agree with you. I was yeah, just, I said, I said, yeah, did I say Spyro? I meant yeah. Crash. I meant to say Crash. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and let's see, what the, what's the date? I want to I get the date on this right. I think it's September 4th. Is that is that correct? Hold on, let me. I'm looking it up now. September fourth. Yep, that's that's right. Um, Luis, Luis, tell me your thoughts on Tony Hawk. I want to hear your thoughts on this. I mean, just like you, I spent so many hours on that warehouse demo, and I've always <laughs> told a lot of people that like Tony Hawk one and two, and oddly enough, the Digimon movie were like my introduction to like really good rock music. Yes. Oh my so, god, I love that film. It's so like <laughs> it's very obscure in terms of like how they would connect to each other, but all three of those things seem to have like develop my love for early rock music so very happy with the soundtrack list and i'm excited to get my hands on it yeah uh again bummed about no switch version but maybe in the future because like you know like with crash and spyro i know spyro isn't uh uh the same company but it's sort of the same idea Same publisher yeah exactly it it came a year later Mm. yeah twice for Popeye. yeah yeah so maybe (laughs) Uh, yeah, very excited. And it's so funny how it was, like, pretty much leaked, like, ahead of time. I don't know if, like, Tony Hawk himself... Did you see that, like, text thing? He, he sent somebody a text or something? I don't know what that was. No, that was another skater who leaked it as well. He says, I can't wait for me to be in the game. Yeah. <laughs> or something like that. Really bizarre. Um, okay, let's move on here. Uh, last news story before we take a little break. Um, let's talk about this Ghosts of Tsushima gameplay we got to see. Um, so it was about like 18 minutes or so of footage and pretty much unanimously, like people were like pretty jazzed on it, I think. And any excitement that was already there was like totally amplified. Um, Chris, I want to actually throw it over to you first because your original sort of, uh, impression of this was like a little bit lukewarm, but now you seem to have come around on that. So tell me. Yeah. So, yeah, I've watched it about two or three times now just to get a feel for it. And personally, still, I I have kind of mixed feelings about its open-world structure. It feels very similar to other games of its type, and the open-world kind of genre is kind of getting a little dull now. Um, It's kind of, like, predictable. 
but at the same time, I, I, I heard about, you know, Breath of the Wild kind of like influences of like seeing things in the environment and going to them. So that's kind of like piqued my interest. I, I think that'd be really cool just to look around and hear things and then stumble across stuff. Uh, so that, that'd be great. Um, the game is absolutely stunning. Yeah. It's like, I just find it so strange that a developer from Seattle can make something so beautiful and Japanese, you know, it's it's very strange. Yeah, and that just shows like how much care they're putting into this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm with you. It it, it almost seems like how can a, a Western developer be have, create something so authentically Eastern, right? And yet they, you know, they, they pulled it off. And I think that just shows the talent of that team. Um, Josh, what did you make of the footage of, of this upcoming game? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited. Um, I think the game looks, looks beautiful and I'm a big, uh, um, supporter of, uh, just like colorful, uh, games being more mainstream. Cause I, you know, we went through a, like a long, like kind of like funk where like everything was gray and dark and like, we're kind of getting away from that a lot, but I don't think as many AAA games, at least not as often as I would like to see, you know, really like showcase a lot of color. And I think um, right. we see a lot of that yeah. from Sony. And I, I like that because, you know, like we can do really cool things of visuals. Let's, you know, let's not just do dark hallways and corridors. So I think this looks great. Um, honestly, the thing that I'm most excited about is the uh, Zelda influence. Um, like that's what I'm most interested about. I really like when people play off of Nintendo's ideas. I think that um, I think a lot of games benefit from Nintendo's ideas. And I think we could talk about that for hours and hours. But what I mean is like, you know, uh, whenever whenever I hear whenever a game gets made and there's like they're like talking about what they you know being influenced by Zelda or you know really anything from Nintendo, but it just it makes me excited because people have made really great games when they're you know trying to kind of you know uh, I don't want to say steal but just you know uh, borrow, borrow yeah borrow and run with <laughs> kind of ideas and styles from Nintendo we we usually see really cool stuff uh, from that um, and I I, th- I think that the systems are what are going to sell people the most in this game, uh, like with the wind and the way the world works with the character, because I think that's going to be one of the next big things we see change in open-world games is, uh, you know, the, it not just being, you know, a bunch of menus, but being, like, the character in the world. I think we're going right. to start seeing more of that, and I think that's, you know, largely from Zelda, but other games have been pushing for that too, but I think this is going to be the next great game, you know, trying to run with these ideas, and so I think it's going to be really good, and I'm excited. I don't know if I'm going to get it day one just because it's coming out, you know, like near so many other games and I've got a oh lot of games God, to catch yeah. up on. So I might wait till like Black Friday, but this is something I'm definitely going to play this year for sure. Maybe My major concern is with the main character. You know, he seems like too stoic and not that interesting. So I hope they work on that and we, we see that throughout the game. Yeah, I'm with improved. you. I'm with you. I think it's it's still acceptable to have your reservations about this and i'm totally with you that like the open world sort of action genre is is like starting to get stale but this still looks like really cool so like i'm not gonna skip it for that um let me toss it over to luis here before we uh take our quick break here what were your overall impressions of the gameplay footage here i think the thing that's always excited me most about this title is sort of the period it's taking place in uh for my Mm -hmm. japanese uh classes i had to take a culture class and so i studied a lot of like the time period this takes place in this is i think around the 13th century which would be the kamakura period um and that's mostly known for like the mongol invasions 
which is primarily like the setting or the story behind this game. Um, and it being Sucker Punch, their last game was Infamous Second Son, which took place uh, also in Seattle. They kind of like paid like a love letter to that city where they are developed right. and did a lot of landmarks and stuff like that. So I really want to see them sort of take advantage of the setting and really develop it because I think there's other games like Sekido that take place in like really old uh, Japan, but you don't really get to explore those worlds. It's really linear and this seems more open world. So I'm excited to see them sort of interpret or apply that same design style they did with Second Son, but to, I mean, a setting that really isn't that explored in terms of open world games that often. Yeah, I think that's a really, really good point. And I, I wasn't wild about Infamous Second Son, but the the one thing I can totally admit is that they did a hell of a job on that world. Like just the sort of the, the, the feel of it and everything and just how, how it just feel like it, like you could tell that they live there. Right. Like, yeah. cause it looks so authentic. Yeah. So I think that's a really good point. Yeah. Um, the, uh, Luis, if you had to pick between ghost of Tsushima and color splash or not color splash, I'm sorry, the origami King that are coming out the same day, which one would you pick? Oof. Uh, hmm. Or is it a por qué no los dos situation? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, both arguably have some sort of Japanese aspect. Origami originates from Japan. Uh, oh. Uh, I think based right now, I'm I'm more itching to play Ghost of Tsushima just because it feels different as compared to like I I feel like I've had a Paper Mario every generation so far, uh, mm-hmm. and I don't think I've had anything like Ghost of Tsushima so far. So. Definitely yeah. working the place. Interesting. That's a good point. Huh. I, I'm I, at least in terms of like aesthetics and style, right? Like, mm-hmm. yes, we've had open world 3D action games, but yeah, in terms of style, I'm I'm with you on that. So yeah, I'm gonna try to get both. I don't know. I, I don't know where I'm gonna find the time to play these games. God. Uh, all right. Um, that about wraps us up for the news. Let's take a little break. And then when we come back, we'll answer a listener question and we'll get into what we've been playing. So we'll be right back. All right, everybody. And we are back. Uh, Thanks for sticking with us today. Uh, So we've got a listener question to get to get to here um remember you can always reach us at the email address activequestpodcast at gmail.com oh my goodness moses is tapping me on the shoulder hi moses hello you, you want to say something to our listeners no <laughs> okay okay anyhow sorry about that um <laughs> uh and of course uh, you can reach us on twitter uh at activequest show uh, and then every Wednesday, we post our question thread for you to leave your wonderful questions about what our favorite, uh, what, what is it? Maybe what our favorite thing to get at McElDews is, or our favorite topping on pizza, which, Chris, you're a fan of pineapple, of course, right? Yeah, yeah, I love pineapple. Yeah, that's not right. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> that's not right. I don't condone that behavior whatsoever. Anyway, um, <laughs> We have a question here. Let me get this pulled up. If I were a prepared host, it would be ready already. Here we go. Um, This is from Epira Network, and they ask, when is Pokemon Home and Pokemon Go going to connect together? And since we have uh, a Nintendo ambassador on the show, uh, you'll just just go ahead and uh, just call up Mr. Nintendo himself and, and ask him, right? Uh, <laughs> Reggie follows me. I can DM him, but I don't think he works there anymore. 
Ah, uh, bummer. Yo, uh, he finished it? I can't it? think of anything more yeah, exciting. Amazing. It is a blessing and a curse. I have to watch what I like now because it might pop up on the <laughs> timeline. <laughs> he might be like, oh, forget that guy. Yeah, if somebody makes a dick joke or something, you're like, oh, that's really funny, but I can't let him exactly. know. Exactly. He, he can't like that Xenoblade stuff anymore, that weird stuff. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> yeah. um, so when will they be connecting together? I don't know, man. Uh, January of 2030. I don't know. Um, I don't really know. So Pokemon Go They haven't said, is... I don't think, when those are going to connect. It's weird that they don't have interactivity, though, because they're both really big, right? I mean... Right. Oh, yeah. they, they said it's happening? Um, but I would suspect it's probably coming with the Isle of Armor update. Yeah, that would, that would be my guess. It's, yeah. That's supposed to be out next month. That's a good point. Um, what kind of interaction would you guys expect to see with that? Like, what's your elevator pitch for, for what that would look like? Hmm. Maybe... Just being able to bring your Pokemon Go, uh, Pokemon to Pokemon Sword and Shield, that'd be pretty, pretty awesome. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just what curious what, what stats would be, would apply to them since like Pokemon Go Pokemon have like CP and not like the traditional like right. stats that the RPG games have. And and do you think maybe like they would be like able like you could bring them back and forth like at a, at 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 any time? At, Probably at not. Yeah, because yeah. I know with Pokemon Let's Go you were able to do that, but it was only one way. Like you could only mm. I think you could take them from. How did that work? It, oh, you could take them from Go into Let's Go, but you couldn't bring them back. Exactly. Like yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that's how they would have. To Man, do those it. games yeah. are really fun too. I liked those games. Yeah. That's I a good example were... of uh, earlier we talking about Assassin's Creed and people, you know, hating on it. In like five years, people will be like, "Man, this Pokemon Let's Go game is really cool." My. We'll see like a whole bunch of that. Yeah, I thought it was really cool. My one complaint is just that you can't play it on a TV with a pro controller. You have to use the little. The little like yeah, I didn't like that either. Thing. Yeah, or a Joy-Con, I think a single Joy-Con. A single Joy-Con, yeah. I mean, it was a cool like option, but I don't like being forced into certain control schemes like that. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, cool. So uh, as always, guys, just uh, if you have any questions for us, you can always get a hold of us on the the Twitters or on the emails or individually, whatever. We love answering your questions. Um, so yeah, let's move on to what we've been playing. Uh, let me toss it over to Josh first, because I am very curious to hear your thoughts on Gears Tactics. It's a game that a lot of people have been saying a lot of good things about. It's just that I feel like it hasn't been covered very much. So, yeah, give me give me your thoughts on that. So when 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 uh when there wasn't like a lot of marketing on it and people were getting like worried, you know, because like Microsoft didn't market this game very hard. I actually thought, you know what? I wonder what they're do. I wonder if they're just like intentionally being quiet about it. That way, the reception could speak for itself, and that's that's what I think is happening. I think this game would have been kind of a hard sell, um, marketing wise, because it's 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 more of a niche genre, and then also, um, you know, it's like a new take on a an existing IP. So I think the marketing would have been really difficult, and the reception's doing wonders for it because I'm seeing people, like people all over the place, talk about you know. How much you know how, how much they're enjoying it like in like on reddit and on, you know on twitter and stuff and then i'm also seeing uh I've, I've looked i've read like a lot of like uh reviews of it and the reviews seem really good too but you're right i don't see like you know i don't really see any commercials for i don't see anybody talking like about it like at most like we like a website or something so it's it's really weird i don't know it's weird because it's really great and i'm really enjoying it it's um 
It's like Fire Emblem, you know? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Like, what's the premise for those who don't know? Yeah, it's like, it's Gears of War, but it's, uh, it's like a, it's a strategy game. So it's like Fire Emblem or, um, XCOM. I don't play a lot of strategy games. That's why I'm having trouble naming them. But, um, it's, it's, what I like about it the most is it works really, really well. And like, I think that's what I'm seeing a lot of people, other people say too, the most, like the most, what I'm seeing most people say is that. I didn't really think about how well Gears is like, um, like gameplay, uh, you know, mechanics and designs and the, like the third person shooter would naturally work for a strategy RPG a strategy game. And like, it just does though. Like the, you know, the, the pop, the pop out of cover and, um, you know, just the, just the, 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 the third person shooters were already almost like, like puzzle puzzles in a way, because you'd get boxed in in certain spots and have to get your way out anyway. So like, it just, it translates really well, and I wasn't expecting that. But like it, as I was thinking about it, I was like, "Well, I guess that makes sense." And yeah. it just, it just yeah. works. And I think Does that's it narratively the... connect with five. Um, it takes place before uh, the first game. Oh mm. wow! I don't remember uh, where does how, it, how. Where does it fall in line with Judgment? Because I know Judgment also takes place before the first one too. I think it takes place, uh, bef- like a little bit before. Judgment too, but I might be wrong. I don't remember. I remember wondering that same thing, but I, I didn't look it up. I forgot. But um, it's yeah. Uh, Kate from uh, you know four and five. Her her dad is one of the main characters in this one. Um, cool. So far, the story is mostly just fine. Like it's <laughs> it's 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 not bad, you know. But like it's just like it, it it's as good as it needs to be for this kind of game, you know. Like mm-hmm. I don't really necessarily want you know a big long involved story i mostly want like gameplay movement and that's what the game mostly is um but it's it works really well and like the the way the story connects like there's side quests that you'll kind of end up having to do um yeah like i had to do a mission where i rescued some like gears that were like trapped and i had to complete that area in like 10 turns because they were like in this like like kind of like uh torture device that the uh horde put them in so Mm -hmm. like it kind of put pressure on, I need to do this really quickly and, you know, also be really smart about it. And I don't know. And it was like, it, it was a side quest that made sense. I was stuck in an area. And then when I was there, it was like, we also discovered that. So, yeah. Interesting. I, I really, good. really want to play this. I wish my PC could run it, but maybe I'll get a series X and be able to play it in backwards. Yeah. I was going to say it is coming to Xbox later. Uh, their website um, basically just like, I mean, they, they've announced it was coming to Xbox earlier too, but the official response to the website something like, um, you know, we basically made this game for PC and kind of like like made it optimized as, as much as possible for PC. So we're doing the same thing for the Xbox version. I'm yeah. okay with that. I mean, the alternative would be release them at the same time, but one version was just sitting on the shelf. So, right. you know. Um, and have you finished it yet or are you still working your way through uh, it? I'm still working my way through it. Um, I'm actually okay. kind of kind of stuck right now. Um, there's a... I don't know if you guys have played Gears, but also I should just kind of give more information, I guess, for listeners. But there's this big enemy called a Brumac. Oh, my like, God. I remember that. The yeah. Those huge. things are disgusting. Yeah, <laughs> they're huge. They're gross. And they've got these big guns. And they can, like, you know, do a shitload of damage. Yeah, I'm in, an, I'm, in a, I'm in a level, I guess, like, quote, unquote, uh, section where uh, uh, we're, we're trapped by a Brumac. And I'm having to do a lot of maneuvering and it's just there's less room for air because uh you need i need to shoot a certain spot on it but of course it moves when it gets shot at so i basically i have to be 
much more uh, focused on how each person's movement affects the other person's movement. I have to play my characters off each other a lot more than I yeah. would be forced to do in a regular level. So yeah, it's kind of like tricky, but um, it's really good. Uh, obviously, I got to plug Game Pass. That's where I'm playing it. It's uh, 60 bucks, and you can buy it on Steam or just like, you know, the Windows Store or whatever. But if you want to just like play it, you know, for, you know, without buying it, um, if you have Game Pass Ultimate, that includes PC Game Pass. If you don't have an Xbox and just have a computer, you can get PC Game Pass for five bucks a month and then, you know, play it that way. And and would it really be an episode of Active Quest if you aren't plugging <laughs> Game Pass? <laughs> Gotta plug Game Pass. Yeah. I'm sure it's also coming to XCloud at some point, so you'll be even to play it on weaker hardware. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be that'd be really that'd be really awesome too. I can't wait for that to like come to fruition, all of that. Um, all right, By the me... way, I found out when it sets when it's set. It's uh, oh. twelve years before the original Gears of War, and it's like humanity's first contact with the beastly locust locust horde. And I got that from GameRevolution.com. Okay, mm. that's a, that's good to know. Um, all right, let me toss it over to Luis. You've been playing this game. I haven't even heard of this Virtuaverse. I don't know yes. what this is. Inform me, please. Uh, it's an indie game that came out, I believe, on Tuesday. Um, it's a point-and-click adventure game taking place in a cyberpunk setting, so near distant future. Uh, you are a hacker who lives in a reality where everyone is sort of connected to this neural network, and you're the one of the few that chooses to not get the mod, so you can either wear a headset and see what everyone else is seeing, or take it off and see reality for how it is. Um, one morning you wake up and your headset is broken and your girlfriend is missing. So you're sort of solving a mystery as to where her whereabouts are while also trying to fix uh, your headset and sort of use that as like another tool set to figure out her location and see what just happened. That sounds wild. It sounds kind of like the Matrix almost. <laughs> kind of. I think it's interesting. I think uh, I feel like 2020 and 2019 have been like the year of a cyberpunk settings with uh the last night cyberpunk 2077 and the most recent one i think being uh ghost runner that just had the demo oh yeah and, that looks awesome yeah having the setting applied to something more simple like a point and click adventure i think is interesting it's all shown in kind of like a 32-bit art style so you think of like the classic adventure games uh but it's more modernized too with a lot of animation uh instead of just static imagery i think it's interesting so far but it looks I'm really cool i was looking at it while you're talking it's really pretty yeah yeah, I'm, I I want to check this out. Uh, which platform are you playing this on? I believe it's only PC and Mac right now. Okay. I will, it'll probably come to Switch at some point. Yeah, this is something yeah, that's I mean, going to come it, out on Switch and sell screen, probably. Yeah. like crazy. Cool. Uh, what else? It looks like you're playing, speaking of Sucker Punch games, you're playing Infamous Second Son. Tell us about that. Yeah, I had the random itch to play this again. I think partially because my girlfriend's from Seattle and this game takes place in Seattle. And so I just wanted to kind of explore that game again. And it's weird to see, like, so we're at the end of PS4's life cycle, and this is pretty much, like, their first party release on PS4, or the first first party release on PS4. Um, um, yeah, like, so, the, what, that, the first lineup of was that Killzone and It was, like, Mac, Mac and Killzone, yeah. Yeah, and then this came um, out, like, a couple months later. Yeah, um, it's weird to see a lot of the mechanics used in this game aren't really used anymore, and it's just sort of, like, gimmicky stuff with the DualShock 4, so, like opening doors you have to swipe on the touchpad which is i have never seen that used ever again um uh, oh and, and then, then the shaking can. it yeah yeah and then the, like the shaking a paint it the can, can or a spray can yeah. yeah so you would like hold Graffiti. the dualshock vertically and it would make like spray can sounds it's like something i completely forgot existed up until i played it again like a week That's ago so cool though i love i actually really like that a lot did I, I uh that was really cool did you play concrete genie 
No, I didn't play that. But so it, I, I, I didn't play that. But thing. I was wondering if that used that same system because that, that I seems actually like have it would it make sense. <laughs> uh, what did you say? Chris? I've never seen anything like that in, in that console's life cycle ever again. Hmm. I have Chris, a copy of it, say? so I'll let you know um, oh, okay. what it's like. Okay. Yeah, I doubt it. I doubt it's like that. Um, but it, yeah, it's sort of like a blast from the past. Um, do you think Infamous Second Son still holds up? Like five or what is it? Six years later? Mm, I think it's. I think gimmicks aside, I think it's really cool. Um, it's definitely not up to par with one and two in terms of Infamous. I really like one and two, and I like Festival of Blood. Uh, I like uh, the characters. But I think the narrative could have been fleshed out a bit more. Uh, ultimately, I think what makes that game fun is its gameplay and in the setting it takes place in. Because mm -hmm. a, a lot of love went into building that world and or building that world, and I think that's partially because Sucker Punch sort of lives there. Right. That's really yeah. like a love letter to where they grew up or where that studio was developed. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, yeah, I think it's a it's an interesting game, and I'm. And as we were discussing before, it's just so fascinating to see what Sucker Punch is doing now with Ghost of Tsushima. And, like, you know, this was their last game before this. So it's, like, a huge leap, I feel like. So, yeah. Yes, I think it's interesting still to looks see gorgeous, they interpret the hardware at the beginning yeah. of its life cycle and at the very end. Yeah. Uh, and it looks like you are playing a little game Chris and I have been enjoying <laughs> called Call of Duty Warzone. Yeah, my favorite indie game. <laughs> isn't it just so fun it's just like it's not perfect it's obviously got its flaws but it's just like unabashed just fun like it's just a fun video game i think it's fun and it's also just so easily accessible uh i was right? traveling between my girlfriend's apartment and my apartment and so rather than carry my gaming pc to her place i took my ps4 pro uh because i think i was also reviewing final fantasy 7 at the time um and i mean warzone is free so and it's crossplay, so it just works out with my friends who play on pc yeah yeah that's a good point um are you any good at it chris and i no, haven't had much no, luck no i'm terrible <laughs> uh i think the closest i've got i've gotten to winning is second place and then that's what over, we got <laughs> over quarantine uh me and my friend Saul made a sort of like a bet that every time we die uh we do five push-ups and that's like including the first death <laughs> the gulag death and if we win the gulag the, the next game death dude chris what do you think of that? You want to do that? That's a, that's a good idea. We really come out of every match doing about 20 push-ups. <laughs> oh, uh, by the end of the day, we're into the hundreds. So That's that's 20 more push-ups than I've ever done. So that should be pretty good for me. Makes you feel what if we get ripped? bad about playing video games for long hours. Wow. Huh. Um, so I think there's a, a four-player mode. Maybe we can all get together and play a few rounds. Yeah, let's point. drop. And, yeah, nobody's uh, carrying me. Wreck shit. <laughs> yeah god it's so much fun um jo uh, so chris and josh and me we all played one day that was really fun and yeah and the one problem we were having is we can't we can never find another person like if we're playing trios it's mm. usually just two of us or if we were to play trios i feel like it would be hard to find a fourth person so yeah we it's good to have a, a nice group of people together what do you all play on uh i'm on ps4, PS4? josh josh was playing on xbox though right yeah. Is that how you were doing it? Yeah, it's Xbox. Yeah, he was he was playing it on Xbox, yeah. And it was kind of interesting because we really couldn't figure out like a good voice chat setup. Right. Um and we opted for like getting off the party on PS4 and trying the in-game yeah, chat. That was okay. I mean, it's just shockingly bad, but yeah, so you can still friends. hear each other. Uh we right. do a voice channel on Discord uh, and I connect via my 
phones and then i plug in a uh, different pair of headphones into the dual shock if i'm playing on pc oh, I see. or phone pc i'll just uh you know discord's built into it that's huh. something that ps5 can do like streamline that process so there could be like a discord app or something and then we could just hear all the audio in one headset that'd be really nice because xbox has that integration <laughs> where you can you can have a Discord like login on your Xbox, but it's not the application. It just tells it tells Discord that you're playing a game on Xbox. Oh, but there's no voice chat, so it seems weird that they haven't done that. I always thought that Microsoft would buy them eventually and integrate it or something. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on here. We got a couple games to get through before we say goodbye. Uh, Chris, you finished Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yes, I did, and I'm happy to inform you guys that I loved the ending. Right? Um, Wasn't it good? It was amazing. Yeah. It was absolutely incredible. Um, See, and everybody kept saying it was Nomura up to his shenanigans, so if that's (laughs) what that means, I want to get into all of his shenanigans, because it was great. (laughs) Which is so funny, because you're playing Kingdom Hearts now. I'm a very big fan of him doing doing anything like this. Joseph, Uh, it's it's good. You're going to like it. You need to hurry up and finish so we can talk about it. I know. I'm just... uh, I'm so tired, and it's just... I, it's not that I don't like it. I love it. Every time I play it, I'm like, yes, I like this game. And then I just don't play it. Um, Chris, without spoilers, tell us about how you feel about the ending, what you yeah. make of it. Um, I like the twists it adds. Um, I think the future is going to be interesting uh, of the and uh, of, of the game series itself, like Final Fantasy VII 2 or something like that um, with the second yeah. part. Um yeah, like I, 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 I loved the end boss. I, I found it super interesting and captivating, and it kind of took it to the next level. Where I was like, "Whoa, what is going on here?" And that's what I love about Final Fantasy. It goes above and beyond your expectations, and Final Fantasy VII definitely did that for me. Um, I'm one of those guys though that never played Final Fantasy VII before, so I was a bit confused by. Um, the villain itself and why, why we should be invested in the villain. I'm, I'm trying to not say spoilers, <laughs> you know, um, right. but I didn't find him particularly interesting. Um, they don't yet. give a lot of information I'm on ho- him in this game. And then in the original game, I, I, I haven't played the original, but I read this. In the original, they go into a lot more detail with this character. And so you don't really know what to think of this character they keep putting in front of us in this game if you haven't played that because... Yeah, they don't give you any information. It's kind of weird. So well, um, we can say that character, can't we? Uh, no, we can't. No, I don't. No, okay. No, 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 um, no, no. Because I, I pretty much know what the ending is, and I don't really understand it. So, uh-huh. <laughs> but, did you play the original? Yes, but I don't. I guess I didn't finish it. I don't uh-huh. know. I, I must not have finished it because, or maybe it was just so long ago. God, it was like twenty years. Well, ago. the ending's a lot different i mean not a lot different but it's it is different than the original though you know so i mean technically this one's also like only the first half or like the first fifth or fourth yeah of the original this is like the first like section of the game right (laughs) it's not very long at all originally yeah so i gotta get around to finishing it who knows i i know you guys want to do your you know if you want to do your spoiler episode maybe just do it without me because i i don't know when i don't know when i'm gonna finish this i just keep picking up I'll talk about it here in a minute, but I'm playing like other games now, and I'm just like, just finish Persona Five Royale. Oh my god, <laughs> I, I'm never, I'm never gonna finish that game. Ever. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. Um, Chris, you've been playing Harry Potter. Lego, Lego Harry Potter. Harry Potter. <laughs> Tell, what is, so is this the collection of like all of yeah. them? Yeah, it was like super cheap. 
So it's a collection of all of the Lego Harry Potter games. So I think there was two collections of like all the movies, oh, and right. um, I I really like this so far. Um, I love the attention to detail they put into the environments. Like it's the next best thing to going to the theme park. I think. Um, oh wow, that's a big statement. That's a bold statement. Yeah, <laughs> like you can't go to the theme park, so you might as well explore Hogwarts and Diagon Alley through this game, right? Yeah. Um, but I I love like the the humor that they've added to the 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 movies, <laughs> the like the, the little jabs here and there, right. um, and the I few like jokes that are kind voice. of out of left field, but still oh, yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he does that. He's that's great. funny. Uh, so I mean. I'm of course still holding out for that like Harry Potter MMO or whatever or the or maybe it's not an MMO but the RPG that was oh it's gonna happen like leaked a couple years ago oh my god I'm so excited about that um, that's cool yeah I think this is like a great sort of you know just like a stay at home kind of just cozy relax sort of nice game. co-op game as well um, oh. I played it by myself but you know oh <laughs> what um, which but platform are you on I'm on PS4 yeah. Okay. And the cool thing is that all of those, all of the games um, are $9 Canadian, which wasn't much at all. So I just picked it up. I was like, sweet, I'll yeah. play it. <laughs> That's cool. Um, what else? It looks like you're playing, I don't know what this is, Relic Hunters? Yeah. I don't, tell us about this. So I, I actually played the alpha of Relic Hunters Legend. I got an email mm-hmm. earlier about it and I thought, hey, I'll check this out. This looks cool. Um, so I don't think it's even out for uh, out to buy yet. It's coming out in early access in Q3 2020, I believe. Okay. And it's kind of like a it's a top down um, uh, looter shooter. So like it's a twin stick kind of shooter, but it's looter shooter. A schluter. That's what I think what. The term is. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's intriguing. Um, it's very similar to like destiny in a way where like you can kit your character with uh different weapons that you collect and um there's loot involved of course because it's looter shooter of course um and there's different powers that you can gain for your character as well like zipping from one place to another in a kind of like a dash kind of move there's like a grenade kind of move um there's like a punch ability and um you can play as either of the four relic hunters that you can play as in the game um i've only played about one to two hours of it but so far so good i i think the guns feel great and uh, there's quite a bit of variety between what you can do with them um yeah uh i, I love the visual effects of it so this game actually looks like a, a cartoon network kind of game like it, oh, wow. it the animation's awesome um it's like a blend of 2d and 3d and it has this cartoony look and it, it's kind of kind of nice looking you know um and uh, oh i'm sorry i'm sorry go ahead and it's um it's when it finally comes out out of early access it's planned to be a free-to-play title um but when it comes to early access it's going to be a founder's pack um but to to get back to the game i i think the story sounds intriguing i like the lore that they've introduced and like destiny um <laughs> and uh they've actually got voice acting in this game too and it's pretty damn good for an indie game like i'm i'm very surprised so it's got production values behind it um so yeah it's it's from a small team but so far so good i'm very impressed do you think it's going to uh, be on track for its q3 release based on what you've played so far <laughs> Yeah, it's it's pretty 
yeah, yeah, it's pretty well done. You know, like they, they've got quite a bit done already. Uh, I think they're just building content now because the full release um, after early access, they're saying it's going to be about five hundred hours of content. Holy, that's too many. Yeah, that's too many. Yeah, that's a bit too many. <laughs> uh, but I think it'd be a night. Nice, it'd be a fun four-player co-op game to tag along with your friends, and I think it's going to get a lot of attention just because it's free to play and it has this much production value to it. Yeah. That sounds cool. Uh, yep. All right, I'm gonna just quickly run down these games. I know we're we're kind of running a little long here. Um, so just j- randomly, just jump back into Assassin's Creed Origins. I wanted a game that uh, was like a checkbox sort of style, where you just go around and clear off the map. This is like scratching such an itch for me, and I noticed that a lot of people were going back and playing this. So I'm like, huh. I, yeah, I forgot about that game. And it's just like, dude, <laughs> Egypt is awesome, man. Like, I want to go to Egypt now. It looks it's, beautiful. Yeah, oh, that, that game is amazing. <laughs> yeah, and bringing and back like, the, the coupon that I think Josh mentioned earlier at the Epic Game Store, that game is currently on sale for, I want to say, like $18. So if you use your coupon, it's like an $8 oh, that's game. That's a steal. It's, oh, 15. Wow. it's 15 yeah, yeah. So it's only $5 if you use that coupon. Yeah. Yeah, wow. And man, just like, I don't know that we have a game that depicts Egypt as well as this game does this is like the, i think the best rendition of egypt uh what about the mummy on ps1 with brandon frazier <laughs> you go think I... of that uh, that sand level in odyssey with mario <laughs> ha. yeah that's true okay maybe this is <laughs> Wait, this let's, let's, let's do a top five egypt, <laughs> egypt depictions in gaming for an evergreen episode oh my god let's do it um yeah it's just like totally just like a like i don't really like care too much about the story i'm just like going around and collecting things and yeah it's just a ton, a ton do of you like it more than odyssey i hear a lot of people say they like it more than odyssey yeah absolutely and i think it's like i like the main character a lot uh like i know cassandra from odyssey is a fucking badass but like uh yeah i like the, i like i think i like the main character as much as her but like, like yeah. egypt is what does it for me man like it's just gotcha so, so the settings yeah. just like way cool. gotcha okay yeah. yeah i still need to play that one it looks great yeah, you can get it pretty cheap now. Like, I think I picked it up for, like, 15 bucks or something. Um, and then I, I got the Platinum in Walking Dead. I know that's, like, not... Like, I shouldn't, <laughs> I shouldn't be bragging about that. I got the Platinum in this... You yeah. beat the game. Yeah, um, uh, but I did it on Vita. This was, like, my fifth time playing this game. And I th- really think that game is, like, trapped behind just a horrible engine. Because, like, mm. I feel like the performances are great. The story... Like, I almost was, like crying again and i know exactly what happens um and I, I i almost wish we had like a remake of it or something on like a better engine that and especially on vita it runs like hot garbage isn't there a they could almost the just keep the entire... voice performances and use it yeah. for a remake because the voice acting was great you know so they could remake that game easily uh, a remake of it you thought i thought they it? actually were yeah Th- let me look that up give me a sec i don't know well th- anyway the vita version is just the worst place to play it but it's still it's the story still holds up and i think that game is really special still i just mm-hmm. wish we had a better way to play it because like even the ps4 version is like just the telltale engine just doesn't hold yeah up. exactly it's not uh, the yeah it's a it's remastered version of it this is the definitive edition Oh, that's right. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it came with like a there's like a collector's edition that came with a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. That was like a year. Doesn't ago that just package them together though? Is there anything different performance wise? I don't think there's anything different. 
I thought they up it or they did something that made it run a little bit. Huh, maybe they did. Uh, gra- graphical enhancements and yeah. gameplay improvements. Yeah, whatever that means, but yeah. Um, but anyway, the game I really wanted to touch on is this Elder Scrolls Blades. It just came out on Switch. For It's a free, uh, free-to-play game. Um, so this had been out on mobile, I believe, and it's like, yep. it's... <laughs> It's interesting. Like, okay, it definitely feels like an Elder Scrolls game. You're going around doing quests and stuff, but there's this, like, monetization aspect of it where, you know, Bethesda, like, really wants you to spend your money on it. And the way they do that is there's this sort of, like, building mechanic, and you have to, like, rebuild the town, basically. And so there are all these, like, like, ruined structures, and you have to, like, gather materials and stuff and, and build up so you can, like buy the materials or and you can also buy these gems that speed up the building of it because like a lot of those mobile games where there's like real-time waiting this has the same thing um but it's like optimized for switch and so you can you can use the joy con to like swing like with the motion controls uh or you can just like you know use the buttons like you normally would um and it's it's pretty cool like i i don't know like i (laughs) i like skyrim and i think it you know, plays just like Skyrim pretty much. It's a lot more linear, obviously, but it's for it being free, I'm totally fine with it. Uh, I do think the way it's monetized is a little egregious. Like every time you complete a quest, it's like, hey, just a reminder, you could give us money. Have you considered giving us money? It's like the <laughs> Bernie Sanders. I'm once again asking it's- you to give us money. <laughs> yeah. So I wish they would tone it down a little bit. Well, that yeah. breaks immersion a lot. That's my biggest problem with it. Yeah. If you want to put all the microtransactions in a menu somewhere, fine. But don't don't like pop up in the middle of the game and be like, what's up, man? Mm. Yeah, Get your wallet it, out. And sometimes it's like kind of like sketchy the way they do it. They're like, hey, look at this cool thing. Do you like this cool thing? Let me tell you about this cool thing. Do the cool thing. And then you're like, okay, let's do it. And they're like, oh, by the way, it's going to cost money. Fuck. You're like, damn it. I hate it when that happens, when yeah. there's an actual good game in there, but the microtransactions kind of ruin it. Like, I was playing Asphalt 9, I think oh, it was called. Oh, yeah, 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 that racing. And game. that was like free that to game. play. But yeah. I, I just wish I could just pay it, pay like 20 or $30 just to get a new Burnout-like experience. I'd love that. Well, there's but a no, Burnout it's... coming out on Switch soon. Nah. Oh, yeah, true, but it's not the good Burnout. Oh, Bioware right. did that with one of the Dragon Age games. <laughs> there was like a quest. You'd like be offered a quest and then it was like, oh, but you have to have the, the DLC to do the yeah. quest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know. I think they could just like tone it down a little and it would be a lot better. But still like it's free and like you don't, I haven't spent a dime and it's totally fine. And uh, I think if you can just like get past the, like, I don't want to say like, like, I don't know what's it's they're not like being dicks about it, but it's just like, hey, just tone it down a little on the more like pestering. Yeah. 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 Just like take it a little bit easy. But yeah, it's cool. It's um it's uh free and you know, you can just run through it. You don't have to pay attention to the story or anything like that. So it's definitely like a like a podcast game, as I like to call it. Mm, Yeah. Run through it. Don't have to pay attention. Well, hopefully the developer of Fallout seventy six tones down the microtransactions and blades for you. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. So, yeah, that's what I've been playing. That pretty much wraps us up for today. Uh, We want to thank everybody for joining us on this nice episode of Active Quest. Sound it back. (laughs) uh, Luis, where can people find you when you're not on our show and when you're not making YouTube videos, I guess? Or you can plug your YouTube channel as well. Where can people find you? 
Uh, you can find me at twitter.com uh, Luis underscore GBN. Uh, the pin tweet should link you to pretty much everything. Okay, that's awesome. Do you have any projects in the works that you want to plug? Uh, I'm working on a review for that Virtuaverse game. That'll hopefully be out tomorrow. Tomorrow being the 16th of May. Okay, so by the time the listeners get this episode, it will already be out. And that's what, going to be like a video you're doing on yeah. your YouTube channel? It should just be a video review. That's awesome. Uh, Chris, where can people find you when you're not on the show? Uh, you can find me at sipreadrepeat.com where I have that Them's Fighting Herds uh, interview. Um, I also have a, a feature on the upcoming indie game vi- um, movies that are coming out. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, or awesome. at least we think might be coming out like Firewatch I don't know for sure but I put that in anyway <laughs> <laughs> and then you can find um, my an- uh, another set of my writing at switchwatch.co.uk uh, I actually put out a feature about why Final Fantasy 13 should come to Switch and that got a lot of attention maybe negative attention <laughs> but I, I, I asked uh, for some help with that from uh, Grayson so I get got some <laughs> confirming kind of evidence just to say hey this game is actually good get yeah. lost <laughs> and Grayson really, he's a big fan of those games um, yes what about your Twitter handle Chris yeah my Twitter handle is at Penwell writes and also you can listen to my My Hero Academia podcast go beyond a My Hero Academia podcast with Vaughn Hyde um, it's uh, super fun as always every week and uh, we get into the nitty gritty about the characters, uh, their motivations, and the weird shit we find uh, uh, throughout the series as we go on. <laughs> and remember, I bought the first season of that. Well, I didn't yes. buy it. I didn't buy it. It was free. Uh, and so I, I might, con- I'm considering. Here, I'll put it to you this way: I'm thinking about thinking about watching it. Mm-hmm. You, you really should. Good. It's. I think, that, I think <laughs> Luis, you, you can back me up on this, right? I am not up to date with the most recent season, but it's pretty good. I think it's the only shonen anime I've watched that I've like liked in the last few years. It's okay. it's awesome, yeah. All right, uh, Josh. I know you have your big Last of Us stream you're doing. Why don't you tell the listeners about that and where people can find you on the internet as well? You can find me on Active Quest doing really bad NPR impression. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I. Uh, yeah, I've got. I'm doing that stream. It's. Uh, I'm hoping to raise some money for Feeding America. Um, the stream is on uh, June sixth, two thousand twenty, uh, eight a.m. Central Time. I'm gonna play through the entire game of The Last of Us Remastered and the DLC. Um, you know, I'll, I'll get up to get some water and stuff, but like, I'm. I'm gonna play it all no, in you're one not sitting. Not allowed other than to that. move. No bathroom. No, I, no water. No Macaldoos breaks. Dude, I have a McDonald's like five minutes away. I could do a Macadoo's break. That'd be good. <laughs> um, I uh, you can you can also find me uh, scrolling through YouTube and watching Luis's uh, videos. I actually I didn't realize I wasn't following him on Twitter, but I've actually been a subscribe subscriber to his YouTube channel for a long time. I, I like me your too. video reviews a lot. They're really good. Oh, uh-huh, thanks, man. I just followed you back too. I just saw. Luis, you're a very good speaker. You <laughs> yeah, speak, thank you. Speak you so very much. well. And um, Josh, you said that's June sixth. Is that right? For yeah, your... June sixth okay. in the in the in the year of our pandemic. In the year of our pandemic. Well, that's what, that's what, that's what we'll call it. I wonder how long <laughs> that run is going to take you. I would say that's probably going to take you like eighteen hours or so to do that. Yeah, it's probably going to be an all day thing. Plus, I'm not like you know amazing at the game. I'm just competent. And, you know, <laughs> I love the game and can play it. But I'm definitely going to die a lot from clickers because I make poor decisions when I'm uh, stressed out. I think. Sure. 
Uh, and <laughs> Jesus. Uh, and as for me, you can find me on Twitter at Joseph Yaden, and you can find my articles uh, on digital trends. Um, I've got, I mean, I just, I have a whole bunch of articles. I, I'm doing a write up on everything we know about uh, the Elder Scrolls Six because there was like a recent piece of news that came out about that that we didn't actually cover on the show because there's too much to talk about. That's um, so yeah, you can check that out. Um, Luis, I just wanted to say thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I don't know if you mentioned this, but yeah, we've been trying to get this, uh, you know, get you on the show for what feels like a year. And like, I don't know what happened. <laughs> just couldn't get, it was just, we couldn't get the stars to align, but we made it work today and we're really happy that you were able to join us. So thank you. I really appreciate that. Thanks for having me. Do me a favor. Go write an article at Digital Trends about why Titanfall 1 deserves to be on Switch. <laughs> I, need, um, I need someone I, to agree with me on this. Is that even possible? The first Yeah, thing yeah that was an Xbox 360 game, version. Yeah. No, but I mean, like, legally, is that even possible? Like, who... It, it would be... It, it would Microsoft be EA, know? right? Oh, yeah. Uh, huh. Hmm. There was an exclusivity hey. deal. With yeah. Microsoft, but I don't know if that's. I think that's gone now. So I feel like Microsoft. I don't know. They're pretty. Okay they're pretty okay with Switch ports. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hey, well. Joseph, can you do me an article favor too? <laughs> sure. I'm like the cool. Santa Claus. Can you Claus? write an article <laughs> about how Ubisoft is breaking all of our hearts and being foolish by abandoning Rayman? And I've already Splinter. written that article. And Splinter Cell. <laughs> and Splinter Cell. Uh, all right, we're getting out of hand. I see here. how it is, Josh. We're getting <laughs> we're getting out of hand here. Thank you, everybody, for listening uh, to this nice episode of Active Quest sixty nine, and we hope you have a good week. Take care. Bye-bye. Damn it, Josh. <laughs>